The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. Happy Thursday, ATI Pro Media Action Pack Show. Like always, coming in hot. I am happy to be home. Had a great time at the farm show. Uh, met a couple new friends and saw a couple old friends. Good time. Of course, I'm not in the business to buy farm equipment. So after a few hours walking around and doing a few media hits, I get the heck out of there and do what I know how to do best. And that's Talk Markets, ATI Pro Media, live at 9 We had a live USDA announcement today, early in the morning, the 100th anniversary of the Ag Forum. Our very own Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network is there, and he's going to do a little hit with us later. With that, taking a look at the markets, they're digesting the information very well. Uh, Corn's down one, beans are down two. And uh, actually, front month beans are up three, and no beans are down two. Uh, wheat's being wheat. It's being bad. And uh, we do have a little information today. Uh, with that, we have uh, news coming out of Japan and Britain. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about dicamba. Brady Huck's done a great job of telling us to uh, get that we're at levels of hedging and protecting and LRP insurance. So a pretty big pullback. And, of course, uh, there are always the people out there saying the stock market's going to crash doesn't look like it's crashing today. Uh, We'll bring in Brady and Connor. We're going to have a nice little discussion. The boys worked up some good charts. I'm here just to add color and commentary. And uh, boys, take it away. Men, you're not boys. You have kids. You have you. You could be my kids. You're so young. What's going on there? I'm in. I I don't know. You'd have to be a high school baby, I think, Tommy. But yeah. Anyway, hey, let, let's jump right into it. Come at any time, and after that, it's every nine months, is what they say. <laughs> uh, yeah, or in my case, that first one brings two, and you have twins. So. That avoids double trouble. Uh, so anyway, first one. Let's touch outside markets before we dive into grains. Japan and Great Britain, Great Britain have both slipped into a recession. We've got two straight negative quarters in their GDP. Tommy, before uh, before the show, you were talking about uh, looking at the correlation of the Dow. Uh, any color on this? Well, there, there's been some people, and there's always people who are talking about, uh, oh, um, they have these correlations of that the stock market's going to crash. And the cool thing about announcing once a quarter the stock market's going to crash is every 5, 10 years, you have a good 10, 20% pullback. Every 15, 25 years, you have a bigger one. And then you could say, I predicted the crash. What you don't realize is these guys always have comparisons. They always have this. Brokers and analysts do this in the grains. We're, oh, this is an analog year to this. This is that. This is this. One interesting thing, and it needs to be talked about, uh, Arlen Suderman, who I respect uh, a lot, he said something interesting today, uh, yesterday, and it caught everyone's attention. Soybeans spend very little time with an 11 in front of them. They either go a lot above it or they go below mm-hmm. it. And I, I like that one. So I'll take any tidbit we have. Uh, the job of the farmer is to grow the crop and sell it, not find an analog year to forget to sell it. Fair point. So other one, this one kind of caught me off guard. Two weeks ago, we had that headline, no more dicamba. Uh, it's getting outlawed. And then today, but wait, 
EPA said we can go ahead and use uh, existing supplies of dicamba for the 2024 crop year. So they are punting, right? It's kind of the same old story. I think it, it feels like it's been going on for five five years, maybe more, where are they going to outlaw dicamba? Are they going to keep using it? So allow we can use existing supplies for the 2024 crop. So, that's, to me, that's good news for the farmer here with, uh, with the supplies on hand. But it kind of, you know, it goes back to Vilsack's comment yesterday with Prop 12 in California, the hogs and chaos in the markets. We've got, you know, one day we're taking it, the tool away and the next day we're letting them use it. Um, then you get the hogs. We, we got to figure out what we're doing here, um, which way we're going. Absolutely. Well, so then go ahead. It'd be easier if we had a farm bill, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. True. That's a great segue. Tommy, let's be here look, all day. <laughs> let's look at that breakdown of the Farmville. One point five trillion, right? And the thing to remember is we technically don't have a farm bill, right? We just uh extended the coverage from the previous farm bill. So we're still, you know, in an election year. In the next year, we're gonna keep uh working out the details. But uh it's important to remember when we talk farm bill, Tommy, you said it great, and I'll let you add some color to it. But remember, it's about food security, right? The snap the snap nutrition that's 79 80% of the farm bill the rest of the pieces are much much smaller slivers right. so when you look at the american economy i feel like only a third of the people work uh i, I think that's pretty accurate only a third of the people work hard and pay taxes uh, there's a third who are just uh they could have uh, a disability or or mental illness or uh, there's all different reasons you can get hurt uh don't want to work that's an option can't work uh there's so many choices. And then there's a lot of retired people. So there's a lot of population older and retired. There's uh, And there's the middle people working. And there's a group of people who just, they never work. It's just who it is. And uh, there's something for everyone in this farm bill. But we need security. We need food security. And yet, when I think of the farm bill, I think of farmers. And when I look at this picture, I'm like, that is not a farm bill. That is a food nutrition security bill with crop insurance tied in and other related programs. I can say this with the 30 four trillion dollar uh deficit it looks like the american farmers money they normally get when we have bad times just went to ukraine israel and taiwan the other day another 98 billion uh you know farmers are screaming hey grains are below our cost production we're trying to be the the feed the world here and we're we're on the verge of getting our butt kicked but that money's going somewhere else that's my opinion and yeah. uh like our C- ceo said this isn't TV. You could say whatever you want. So I think I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that, John, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Uh, 2.4%. And when I look, when I think of farm, the next farm bill, the farm bill after that, what scares me, what concerns me is, are we going to start adding layers to how we subsidize crop insurance or how we subsidize farming? Are they going to throw some type of however they define conservation are they going to have you know carbon sequestering are they are they going to add some layers we're not going to see and really throw a wrench in our farming practices that's what i don't want to see in things that scare me if we're putting on our five ten year hats i agree brady you're a you're a farmer how does this farm bill uh i don't see a a, a cattle uh category where who helps the cattleman who helps the hog guy do they not get a sliver I, I'm really not sure, Tommy. This is uh, beyond my expertise here, but it's very important. Um, just I, I don't know where that bucket falls. I, I actually think, and I could be wrong. Now I shouldn't say this. I think LRP would be part of this, wouldn't it? 
I think it Let's falls in that crop insurance we make a bucket. Fool of ourselves. We're, we're, we're deep diving into making a fool of ourselves. <laughs> we need to find out where the money and the, the put money comes for the LRP, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in the crop insurance, but yeah, that'd, that'd be I believe so as well. on the, uh, the dark, RMA. Yeah. yeah. Dark red. I, there we go. Yeah. It sounds good. Hey, good news. Grains are rallying. Beans just made a high corn's coming back. It would be nice if we had a, what some people thought was a bearish uh, USDA projection and that we, that was the low. Uh, you can really make a fool out of yourself saying that was low. Speaking of making a fool out of yourself, as you all know, I get to do TV all the time and I've been very uh, disciplined on saying we can go a lot lower. And I've seen other analysts come on and give me gentle jabs. And whether I'm right or wrong, I'm not here to say I was right. I'm here to say, how the heck were they so wrong? I mean, how did they not understand? I think people really go on TV to try to make people's feelings feel better, but we're here for facts, not feelings. And let me say it one more time. And Joe, you can make a short out of this. Corn could easily go down another dollar. Beans could easily go down $2. The risk to the American farmer is that the markets go down. We're halfway through the month. We have uh, a pretty good solid idea of where crop insurance will be, but it's your job to protect a record crop and new uh, multi-year lows in prices. You add that interest rates are three times higher than we're used to dealing with, and we're coming in election year where possibly the president, you know, Trump was to win. First thing he says he wants to do is get in a, a beef with China, who's our number one customer. It breaks my heart to see an analyst lie to the farmer. They should at least educate him and say, I hope it's not true, but this is possible. If you want to get lied to, call your mom or dad or favorite aunt or uncle. They'll always tell you that you're beautiful and everything's going to be okay. But in my world, that's not what's happening. (laughs) Well said. Well said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, guy, other thing we have, guys. Ag USDA has got their Ag Outlook Forum today, and we've seen seen some preliminary numbers. Uh, We'll be tuning in. I think you, you said Don Wicks there, mm-hmm. right, Tommy? But mm-hmm. so we did see some numbers, and uh, no surprise there looking at uh, acreage yield production. But what we got here, Brady? Yep. Um, yeah, numbers is kind of a snapshot of the report. And there's, we'll of course, do a deeper dive later there. But um, 91 million acres of corn down a little bit from last year. Beans up a little bit from last year, up a little bit, 3 million acres. I guess that classifies as a little bit, uh, but very much in line with, you know, maybe a more normal planting mix on the bean corn acre number. Um, So to me, no surprises. And I I think the market was predicting some ugly numbers going in. And like Tommy said, they're digesting it very well. Uh, Maybe we're getting the bad news behind us and waiting on the next shoe to drop. Is South America going to have a production problem? The U.S. planting season. Um, to me, those are the the things we're going to look forward to. Yeah, well well said. They didn't tell us anything that we weren't expecting, right? We're not going to plant 94. As what we know right now, no one's predicting 94 million acres of corn again, a big number, right? And then they're going to use that trend line yield, that 181, right? The record last year was 177, but they use mm-hmm. the fancy statistics and look at the trend line. 181 yield, keeping a lot of other things constant in terms of ethanol um, exports, right? That carryout number, as we've been saying uh, a lot, that carryout number goes to 2.5 on corn. And so that's not a small number. But Connor, Tommy, you guys up for a friend a little wager here on the over-under with corn? Are we over 91? I'm going to go over. Or, um, yeah, you don't even have to twist my arm. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm betting the over. The American farmer loves corn. Yeah. Connor, over on acreage? You? Yeah. More than 91? I'll take – I'll be the contrarian and take the under. I don't even feel good about doing it, 
but I'm going to do it anyway, uh, just to say it. But I don't know. Uh, you had a great slide, Brady. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow about looking at the cotton acres. That's something that I'm thinking about is do we see, you know, the last estimate I saw, I didn't see any big change to cotton acreage. Is that something that we could see creep up on? But the I said this last year, we had the most expensive crop ever put in the ground and the U.S. farmer planted 94 million acres. So uh, if I was a betting man, I'm, I'm already talking myself back to Tommy's side. <laughs> you have to get a pretty good spread there and pay out there. You know, bet 10 to win 100 if you're going to take the under on the corn acres, I would believe. But, yeah. yeah. Um, here's oh, a great chart from Kelly Herrick uh, shared with me showing oh, Kelly. Uh, price action. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's a good guy. He's our counterpart in Wamigo there, Wamigo, Kansas, commercial I broker. Not a lot of people have been to Wamigo. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're in Wildcat Country in K State, you've been there. Wamigo's okay, kind maybe. of a little suburb where all the all the uh, older alumni go to and live. But nonetheless, January one cotton price action up five and a half percent since Jan one, while beans, corn, and wheat have sagged since Jan one. Um, so it's cotton buying acres here. Guys, got to wonder. Yeah, that's a great chart. Thank you, Kelly. And all the, what guys don't realize, Kelly and others, uh, Nate Mangold in particular, and Kelly Banton Research, but that we get to go on the TV, they get to send us the info, and they they probably send us 15 things per day for every three or five we use, which is really cool. We get to say, I think that's pertinent to today. That was a great chart. Hey, I'm going to skip over my chart just for like, uh, for time. Yep. Brady, talk cattle real quick for a minute, then wrap up the show with the closing thing. And uh, we do have a couple questions. Yeah, Ashley, I appreciate that. I don't think we ever hold back. <laughs> Ashley, email me at info at ATI Pro Media or call that number. I will send you an ATI Pro Media cup. Those have a $30 value. You don't have to claim them on your taxes, but yeah. they are very expensive. Connor, I still owe your wife one, but, uh, you know, we, we have a budget. That was, was kind of cheating. That's fair. No, that's but, okay. Then, good then morning, our good friend Caesar. Caesar. Good, good yep. morning, Caesar. Yeah. Hey, Brady, did you do your podcast with Caesar? Friday. We're doing oh, it Friday. Backroads yeah. of Illinois podcast. Really looking forward to getting on and being able to talk with Caesar. Caesar talks to a lot of big name people. So to throw now my name on the list. One real big name. So um, very good. Uh, yep. What else do we have? Uh, cattle. Yeah. Cattle markets were down yesterday. They're, you know, they kind of started off in the green here today, but they've sagged back. Feeders are down $1.20 right now. Fats are down 50 cents. We're still above yesterday's lows. So I think we're still jockeying around here. Cash live cattle traded two bucks lower in the South. So you had some, some feed yards given in to, um, and moving some cattle. I don't know. We've made a heck of a move higher. Um, feeder markets a little steady this week. Uh, it's a great time to lay off some risk. I want to be bullish, but I don't want to look back and wish I would have, could have, should have done something. It's a healthy market that the cattle have traded up as high as they did, gave a chance to hedge and pulled back. That's very healthy trade. Unlike uh, Groundhog Day where corn just leaks and leaks and leaks. Speaking of leaking, we are on the highs. Okay, everyone, wrap it up. How do they get a hold of us? Connor B., let's see if you can get the number right. 855-737-FARM. I'm still working on that jingle. Ask us a question off the show. Send us an email at info at atipromedia.com, and we will see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. See you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.